Hallelujah. How are you doing this morning? Beautiful, it's great. Just want to appreciate the, the, the worship team. I think it's been wonderful. It's nice. I love it so much. The only reason why you live is to worship God. Amen. I have something to share with you. And before maybe I go to the scriptures, uh, 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 let me appreciate the introduction that he has already done for me. Thank you. I'm really humbled for that introduction. And what I'm sharing is part and parcel of uh, what he has said, especially in the areas of church plants. Okay, so I think it is in that line that I want to share something that shall help. I want to believe each one of you and also in the entire church. And uh, let me call it again. I'm a Zambian. I'm coming from Zambia. I know some of you have been there. It's a beautiful country indeed. And I still want to invite a lot of you to come over there and do ministry. Amen. I'm there. So you don't say, where am I going to? Who are going to see? I'm there. I'm really glad you welcome me. So I have something to share with you from the book of Second Timothy. Second Timothy, chapter 2, verse 1 to 10. Second Timothy 2, verses 1 to 10. Okay, I'm sure we'll read together from the screen. You therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And the things that you have heard from me, among many witnesses, commit these to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. You therefore must endure hardship as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. No one who engaged in warfare entangles himself with the affairs of his life that he may please him who enlisted him as a soldier. And also, if anyone competes in athletics, he is not crowned unless he competes according to the rules. The hardworking farmer must be first to partake of the crops. Consider what I say, and may the Lord give you understanding in all things. Remember that Jesus Christ, of the seed of David, was raised from the dead according to my gospel, for which I suffer trouble as an evildoer, even to the point of chains. But the word of God is not chained. Last three. Therefore I endure all things for the sake of the elect, that they also may obtain the salvation which is in Jesus Christ with eternal glory. Hallelujah. Amen. I would love to share with you from that scripture, I just, have, just as I've read. And uh, at the end, I would love to raise a minimum seven people that are going to say, I will go to live by what you have preached. Amen. Seven, minimum seven. So be very, very, very attentive because you may be one of the seven people that God is calling to go and live by the weight that I'm going to share with you. Amen. So I'm sharing on reproducing yourself. Reproducing yourself. 
reproducing yourself. So from the story that we have read, or the scripture that we have read, it's all about relationship between Paul and Timothy. Paul says, be strong, my son, Timothy. So you can see that relationship that is there. It's a relationship of father, son. And it seems it's a way that God does things. You know, he wants to come up with father-son relationship. It was the same also with Elisha and Elijah, if you remember where. It was the same also with David and Solomon. You know, there's always that father-son, father-son. So, Paul is emphasizing on Timothy from the scriptures that he must be strong in the Lord, strong in the grace of the Lord. So, it's all about reproducing yourself. And I want to encourage you that it's time, actually, that you must start to reproduce yourself. Are we together? Let's pray. Father in heaven, I want to thank you even for this opportunity that together we can look at the scriptures about self-reproduction. I pray that the word that I'll share shall be embedded upon your people's hearts and they will live by it. And the Father shall greatly increase the spiritual life, greatly increase the numerical growth, greatly increase our mighty Father in the church at large. We are there for you, almighty God. I want to commit each and every individual is here. Father, that this word is meant for him, it's meant for her. And I pray that this word shall be received wholeheartedly and we shall live by it. I want to commit myself as I deliver, Lord, that yes, let thy spirit take control and bring the word to its end. I want to pray this, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. So Paul and Timothy. You can see Paul knew Timothy very well. Even cited in Timothy 1 verse 5, he says, I knew your grandmother, um, Lois. I knew your mother, Eunice. And that faith is new also. You can see how Paul knows Timothy. He's building up Timothy. Not that he, Timothy was somebody unknown. He knew him. He had that relationship with him. And he says, the faith I see in you, I saw it in your grandmother. And I saw it in your mother, and now it is in you. In Jesus' name, amen. So now, basically, let me share about a few things that can help us to reproduce ourselves. In case you didn't know, you've been a Christian for some time. And it's time now we need to reproduce yourself. So I want to share a few things that will help you to reproduce yourself. The first thing Paul is saying, be strong in the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Be strong. It's important to be strong in the faith. It's important to be strong in the values you stand for. Paul says, be strong in the grace. Be strong. You know, God does not use weak people. God uses strong people. No wonder even Jesus Christ, when he called the disciples, he called the fishermen who are strong, eh? strong bodies who could be on the sea fishing all night. He called for strong people. So God uses men that are strong. And therefore, I want to encourage you, be strong in the grace. Be strong in the grace. It's also the same message that Paul is teaching the Ephesians in Ephesians 6 verse 10. He says, be strong in the Lord 
and put on the whole armor. Put on the armor. No, Christian faith is all about being strong in the Lord. For you to overcome, for you to reproduce, for you to do, to achieve what you have to, you just have to be strong in the faith. Hence, Paul says to Timothy, be strong in the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. No, God is calling us to be firm, to be strong in the things we believe in. A lot of times, at times we want to shy off from the Christian faith. At times we don't want to be identified that we're Christian, especially in our working places, in the businesses that we do. We don't want to be identified as a Christian. But God will never use you. God uses strong people in his faith. Hence he says to Timothy, be strong in the grace in Jesus' name. Are we together? Being strong is a message that God has preached, taught, or taught from Genesis to Revelation. Remember also he told Joshua, be strong, be courageous. No, it's very, very cardinal to be firm, to be strong in the things that you believe in. David also said the same to Solomon when he was getting old and he was passing on that he, Solomon may build his, the temple of God. He says, my time is up now. So a young man, Timothy, a young man, Solomon, be strong. So I want to encourage all of you in the faith that we have, in the faith of our Lord Jesus Christ, let's be strong. And Paul says, be strong in the grace. You know, a lot of times when, we, at times we take grace to be on the silver plate. You know, we think, ah, it's grace, it has come on the silver plate. No. Paul says, be strong in the grace. You know, we all have measures of grace. We all have received salvation by grace. But in the same grace that we have received, we need to be strong in it so that we may pass it on, so that we may reproduce ourselves. You never reproduce yourself unless you are strong in the faith, strong in the grace that God has given you. I hope I'm there. Amen. Amen. I want to emphasize, God uses strong men. And for you to reproduce yourself, be strong in the grace that God has given you. Of course, grace, when we want to define grace, grace is unmerited favor. Things that you, you never expect, you never work for. It's, it's grace, it's grace. Yes, it's unmerited favor. Christ died for us. We received salvation by grace. We were not nailed on the cross for us to be forgiven. It's Christ was nailed on the cross and we received it by grace. And we are saved by grace through faith in Christ. But when you have that faith in Christ, you have to be strong in the faith so that you may be able to reproduce yourself. In Jesus' name. I hope you are there. So I want to encourage all of you, in the faith that you have, be strong. So let me continue. Paul says, be strong in the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. And he says, the things you have heard from me, commit them to faithful people. The things you have heard from me. You see, there's this relationship between Paul and Timothy. Timothy was a young man, so maybe about 16, 17 years of age. Wherever Paul was, Timothy was there, listening, hearing, listening to God's messages preached by Paul. So now he's instructing this young man. He says, be strong in the grace. The things you have heard from me amongst many witnesses, commit them to faithful people who may teach others also. So I want to emphasize on the things you have heard. What did Timothy hear from Paul? Three important things. Number one, Timothy heard from 
Paul, the things of faith, the testimony of faith. Timothy heard from Paul what he preached about faith. It's about faith in Christ. Very, 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 very cardinal. We're all here assembled together because of our faith in Christ. Timothy heard Paul teaching, preaching about the faith in Christ. Then, then he says, be strong in the grace, the things have heard me. What things? The things of faith. Faith is very important in our lives. Faith is very important in your life. And let me remind you, faith is shareable. Christian faith is shareable. You never keep faith to yourself. You have to share it. Because it's all about you. It's all about what you believe in. It's hardly possible to just keep the faith on yourself. If you have faith in Christ, you will share it. In Jesus' name, amen. Therefore, he wants to encourage Timothy. The things I've heard from me, commit them. What things did he hear? The things of faith. Faith is shareable. Share it. Share your faith. Wherever you may be found in your working places, in your businesses at home, among, even amongst your children, faith, share your faith. Faith is a hard thing. It's a hard thing. It's something that you believe in. It's your conviction. That's what you live for. You live, you move, you exist because of that faith in you. Share it. It's very, very cardinal. Sons and daughters, those are the children you have, you have to share that faith to them. So that they may become Christians, you share it. You impart it upon them so that they may also grow up as believers. So now, Paul says, the things you have heard from me, commit them. What things? Things of faith in Christ. Are we together? Good. Share them. The things you have heard me. You have heard me speak. Share them. Share them. Share them. Share them. Share them. When did you last share your faith to anyone? When did you last share your faith? Even to your own children in the home. You sit around the table, talk about Jesus, talk about your faith. When? When did you last share your faith with uh, people you do business with? At times you are just serious doing business, but share out your faith to them. You see how it's transforming it's going to be. Christ is commanding us to be reproducible. And you can reproduce yourself by sharing out your faith. You don't fight. You don't struggle. I mean, you just share it. It is out of your heart, out of your spirit. And as you do that, you impart it upon those that you are with. And that's what Paul instructed Timothy. He says, the things you have heard from me, share, share, share. In Jesus' name, amen. The second thing, the things you have heard from me. First, I say faith. Number two, I'm saying the gospel of Christ. Paul was a preacher of the gospel. Wherever he has written his books, he says, I, the preacher of the gospel in Christ. So, Timothy heard Paul preach the gospel of Christ. The gospel being the death, death, and the resurrection of Jesus. Those who were cardinal in the messages of Paul. He preached the gospel. And the gospel has got power to transform lives. The gospel has power to change people's lives. When you preach the gospel, gospel is full of life. When you preach it, it will change people. 
Therefore, Paul says, the things you've heard from me. Which things? The gospel of Christ. Don't keep the gospel to yourself. Preach it. Share it. Once you preach the gospel, it's got transforming power to bring you life in the lives of people. Therefore, Timothy was supposed to, pray, to preach the gospel in Jesus' name. Are we there? So I'm saying, Paul says, I think it's in the book of Romans, chapter 1, verse 16, says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. A lot of times we get ashamed to share the gospel. A lot of times we're ashamed, want to hide and don't show that we are believers. Don't be ashamed. Preach, share the gospel. That's the only way you are going to transform others. That's the only way you can reproduce yourself. That's the only way you can transmit the word. Share the gospel. When we say preaching the gospel, do you, does it mean that you kill yourself or you need a big audience that can sit before you and this? No. You do it in the comfort of your home. You do it in the comfort of your car. You do it by the roadside. You do it in the shop. Share the gospel. The ways you speak are full of life and they're able to change lives. In Jesus' name. I hope we are there. Say amen. The third thing. When Paul says the things you have heard from me, he's talking about the faith in Christ, number one. Number two, he's talking about the gospel of Christ. Number three, he's talking about holding fast to the faith. Holding fast to the faith. Several times Paul warned Timothy. He says, hold fast to the faith. Hold fast to the faith. A lot of times he warns him, don't be swayed. Don't be misled by useless doctrines. Take caution. Hold fast to the, hold fast to the faith you have in Jesus. Because a lot of times there are a lot of strange doctrines. Now, as I'm talking, there are many, 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 a lot of strange doctrines going on. Millions of doctrines going on. Even the big churches that we may call big, if you analyze, you find that there are strange doctrines being practiced. So now he says, Timothy, hold on to the faith. Get on to the faith. Don't be moved. Don't be swayed. Hold fast to this teaching that I've given you. Hence, Paul is emphasizing this young man, the things you have heard from me. Hallelujah. Are we there? The things you have heard from me. And he says, these things you have heard from me, he says, commit them to the faithful people who are going to teach others also in Jesus' name. Amen. Let me proceed. The things you have heard from me, commit them. It's in short, he's saying, teach them. Teach them. Teach these things you have heard. Teach these things that you have known. Teach these things. Commit them to faithful people. The biggest responsibility you have as you are seated there is to commit your faith to others. Is to teach your faith to others. The work of teaching the gospel is not only for the past alone. It's not only for the leaders alone. Is for you also as you are seated there. God is calling upon you to teach the word of God. God is calling upon you to transmit your faith. God is calling upon you to reproduce yourself. Reproduce yourself. 
I don't know how many years you've been a Christian. You can ask yourself, how many people have you helped? How many people have you shared? How many people do you see yourself reproducing? I'm um, in ministry for a couple of years now. And I'm going into, into, into 60s now, late 60s now. Maybe I don't look so, eh? <laughs> I'm going into 60s now. So at times I try to reflect my life as a minister or as a pastor. And I've been leading this church that I have now for nine years. I'm able to see myself in the people that I serve because it's been reproducing myself. When I'm not there, I know church is there. People will move because I've reproduced myself. I wouldn't want, I wouldn't bother what's happening there because I know. No, that's what God wants you to do. He wants you to reproduce yourself. He wants you to pass on the button unto others. Being church is not, maybe uh, you may forgive me for being harsh. It's not just coming, sit, and you fall down, you watch, and then you go. No, 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 no. You are a priest as you are. You are a pastor as you are. You are a preacher as you are. You need to take on the challenge of sharing the gospel to others. That's the greatest responsibility you have. When you're in church, you're not supposed just to be um, an observer. No, no, no. When you're in church, you have a role to play. You have a role here in the church, you have a role outside the church. And that role is to teach the word in Jesus' name. I hope you are there. Say amen. So now he says, commit these things to faithful people. So you have great responsibility of committing. Committing. You have this responsibility of teaching. You have this responsibility of passing on the mantle. Passing on the baton. I'm sure... We have a good example there of an athlete, isn't it? Those that are running, eh? You run and pass on the button. You run and pass on the button. That's what Christianity is all about. You're not called to be a believer just on your own. You enjoy Jesus on your own. And then you, no, no, no. Pass on. Pass on. Commit. Teach. Hallelujah. So commit to faithful people and be observant. You don't just commit anyhow. The Bible says, commit to faithful people. That means you're going to choose. You're going to analyze. Who am I going to share this word? Who am I going to pass on to this button? Who am I going to preach to? Who am I going to teach? The Bible says you must teach faithful people. Hello? A lot of times we preach a buzzardry. It doesn't work. You teach to faithful people. Why? who are going to teach others also. Hello, are we there? Aha, that's the whole essence of teaching faithful people so that they may also teach others. Hello, so it's a chain reaction. It brings multiplication. It brings increase. It brings increase and multiplication in the church because every member is reproducing. Every Christian has got life. Every Christian is at work. You don't wait for a pastor to supervise you. No. It's your work. You have the Holy Spirit. He's going to supervise you. 
you have a responsibility to reproduce yourself. Wow. Thank you for the musicians. Musicians say amen. Good. Reproduce yourself on those instruments you're playing. By the time you say, ah, oh, no, there must be somebody else there that you have reproduced. That's how all of church works. Our leaders in church in our various areas, reproduce yourself. In Jesus' name. I hope you're there. So what we are saying, we have a duty to reproduce ourselves in the matters of faith, in the matters of the giftings we have, in the matters of the work we do in the church. We have a duty of reproducing ourselves in Jesus' name. Amen. So commit this to faithful people who will be able to teach others also. It's like passing on the button. We really need to have to produce ourselves. We have the ability. We have the ability. We have the ability. We have the ability. Why? Because you are in Christ. When you are in Christ, you have the ability. You are not going to say, no, I'm a shy person. No, no, I'm a... no, you have the ability because you are in Christ. And because you are in Christ, you have faith in you. And that faith you have is shareable. 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 You need to pass it on. You need to share it on. In Jesus' name. I hope you are there. I love the New Testament church. First, preaching by Peter, Acts chapter 2, verse 41, Bible tells us 3,000 came to know the Lord. How many? 3,000. And I made to wonder, the numbers in the New Testament church never went beyond 3,000. They were increasing, increasing. Okay, Acts chapter 4, they moved from, from 3,000 to 5,000. Acts chapter 5, verse 14, Bible doesn't record numbers now. It says there was great multitude. The church was increasing. One of the unique things about church is the church, the church increases wherever it may be. I'm involved in church planting. At times we, church, we plant churches under three. Under three. It grows. Under three, it grows. Right now I'm sharing, I've got three guys that are going to Namibia amongst the Sunni people. You know Sunni people? The Bushman people. Yeah. <laughs> we have started a church there and a tree. And a tree. And I know it is going to grow. We just got a report last night that, oh yes, the headman has given us a portion of land. We started from a tree and up to now we're still under a tree, but I know we're going to put up something eventually. Wherever the church is, grows. It may be even under persecution, like in those nations where Christians are persecuted. It may be like northern Nigeria, somewhere there in China, whatever, where persecution is. Church grows. In fact, especially under persecution, it greatly multiplies. Church will always grow. As long as you lay down on biblical principles, the church will grow. The church, even this one, is going to do what? It's going to grow. The things you have heard from me, commit them to faithful people who teach others also. You see this church grow. It will increase. Why? Because we are running according to the word in Jesus' name. Am I there? Am I communicating? Am I making sense? Is it helping you? Now, let me mention three qualities that shall help us to reproduce ourselves. Three 
qualities. Paul is giving us three examples here. The first one is saying you must be like a soldier. Soldiers endure. endure. I don't know whoever has been involved here in the, in the military as a soldier, but where bullets are coming from, that's where you are going. Soldiers don't back off, start to run away because, no, 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 soldiers, where bullets and wherever fires, that's where they're heading to. Soldiers endure. They carry heavy load upon themselves and they walk in the bush, they walk. Soldiers endure. endure. It's tough to be a soldier. It's not an easy thing to be a soldier. Just have to endure. And look at their training. Hey, it's hectic. By the way, I was in, in Zambia those years. They had, uh, they had what they called the national service training. So everyone who has passed or has finished grade 12, which is from five, I don't know here what it is, the last grade, you are taken for military training. So I went through that military training. I know what it means to be a soldier. It's tough. It's hard. And then it's well, endure hardship like a soldier. Christian faith, for you to pass it on, don't think it's luxury. Don't think you just do it easily. As these are drinking water. No, you endure hardship. You have to be strong. Hence, he says, Timothy, be strong in the grace that I've given you. Endure like a soldier. Like a soldier. I want to encourage all of you. Endure like soldiers of Christ. Even as you are reproducing yourself, even as you are working hard to share your faith, even as you are multiplying yourself, endure hardship as a soldier. In Jesus' name. What did I say? Endurance. Very important. Don't give up. Don't be scared. Don't run away. Don't change churches. Back home, some believers change churches. When it is strong, when it is rough, Run away and then they're going to join another church. Especially when we're building, constructing. They know they're afraid. They'll be asking us to contribute money. Oh, wait. They change churches. Don't change church. Be here. You're here for a purpose. God wants you to be here. You reproduce here. Save him here. Enjoy hardship. The second quality is talking about obedience. And he's given an example of an athlete. Athletes run according to the rules. If you run according to, you, you discard the rules, you are disqualified. You have to run according to the track that you've been given. You have to start running when you are told to. You run according to the rules, and that is obedience. Learn to obey God. Learn to live under obedience of God's word. Learn to obey the leadership that is put in place for you. Learn to be obedient. Obey, obey, obey. If you obey the word, you obey the instruction, you obey what you are told to do, certainly you will be there. You will reproduce yourself. Obedience is very cardinal. Obedience is very, very, very cardinal. In Jesus' name. The third one, we are given an example of a farmer. I don't know how many of you are farmers. I'm also a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a farmer, but I'm on a very small scale. I've got a small portion of land where I do farming and gardening. I tell you, 
Farmers are hard workers. Before the rains, even before the signs of the rains, we are busy preparing our land. And you even plant 50 kg bag of maize seed in the soil. The rains are not there. Farmers are hard workers. There's no farmer who is lazy. If he's lazy, no crops. Lazy, no yield. Lazy, no harvest. Farmers are hard workers. So he says, be a hard worker. It takes hard work. It, it takes working very hard like a farmer for you to reproduce yourself. It's not for lazy people. Farming is not for lazy people. Similarly, this work of reproducing yourself is not for lazy people. You just have to work hard. Work hard. So three qualities, very important for reproducing yourself. Number one, I said endurance. Number two, I said obedience. Number three, I'm saying hard work. Hard work. Nobody will do it for you. Those others are in, they've got their own churches. They are, they've got their own churches. But he's our own church. We also have to work hard to make a difference. We have to work hard to grow. We have to work hard to make a change, to make transformation of people's lives. Hallelujah. What am I saying? Paul says to Timothy, be strong, my son, in the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. The thing that you have heard me say, commit them to faithful people. Who are going to teach others also. Out of this, I don't doubt any church once adhering to what I'm saying here will certainly grow. Numerically, spiritually, financially, it will grow. Hallelujah. He was sharing that we have about how many churches now? 60 something. These are the principles we use. We go meet people under three. Teach them the principles. Next time we are not going to be 10, you will be 20. Because everybody is reproducing himself. Everybody is working. You're not going to wait for the pastor, not wait for the. Everybody is working, everybody is reproducing himself. So it's my prayer, even as I'm sharing with you, that God's grace will be upon you as a church and you will be reproducing yourself. In Jesus' name. So I said, I'm going to raise minimum seven people who are saying, I'm going to leave both your feet. Show it by putting up your hand. You passed one, two, three. Oh, come on, I, need to, I want to count. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Are you sure? Are you serious? Shall we just stand? We'll pray. I want to just pray with them. Shall we all stand? Those that have put up their hands. Raise up your right hand because I'm going to pray with you the prayer of commitment that we are going to be a doer of God's word. We will not just sit and relax, not just sit and fold arms, not just sit and fold your arms, but you'll be actively be involved. Say a prayer in your heart, your commitment to the word that I've shared with you, that you live by it, you walk by it, 
you will do it. Ask his grace to be upon you. Ask these qualities may be upon you. Endurance, obedience, and hard work. It's my prayer for this church that we have a testimony of supernatural growth, testimony of divine growth, testimony of touching people's lives, transforming them into believers of Jesus Christ, men and women that will have Christ-like character. Father, I want to thank and praise and honor you for these men and women. Even as they pray to you right now, Father, receive their prayer. Hold their hands. And the Father, let what they have committed themselves to come to pass. Let them be doers of your word. Father, let them lead their family members to Christ. Let them lead their workmates to Christ. Let them lead their business and friends to Christ. I just want to pray, Father God, in them, they shall be the producing spirit. We worship you, we praise, we honor you. I commit all this, Lord, in your hands, in Jesus' name. Amen and amen.